When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight here on the Spotlight on Fightful. I am Steven Jensen, joined as always by Jeremy Lambert. Our guest today is the captain of the Bumaya Fight Club. He is the Action Wrestling World Champion, the MLW World Champion, the Suplex Assassin. He's going to be defending his title at MLW Super Fight February 3rd against Satoshi Kojima. Alex Kane, the Suplex Assassin, joins us. How are you doing, Alex? I am good. That was a great introduction. No one ever mentions the uh, the action world title. So, oh, uh, oh, you're talking to the right man here. Yes. You're talking to the right man when it comes to action. Uh, before we jump into that one, thank you for joining us. I was good to talk to you again. Um, before we jump into to the action stuff, let's talk about Sat- Satoshi Kojima MLW Super Fight taking on a former MLW World the Champion. First, the first the and first. former. Looking to be the two time. First ever two-time MLW champion. I know you're going to prevent that. How you feeling about this matchup oh. and his bread? His bread. How you feeling? And, about uh, that in my book, in my book, Satoshi Kojima is a carboholico. Everybody <laughs> gets a nickname. He's a carboholico. Uh, but no, uh, I mean, outside of that, um, this is one of the matches that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. He's on the list of Bumaye. So uh, to be able to cross him off, um, him being a legend is going to make it that much sweeter. Um, and I'm ready to go in here and do work. Now you got to watch out for the, the flying elbow to the penis. That This is yep. a famous move that he has done. Are you prepared for this? Uh, I might have to, you know, actually, now that you said that, I might have to buy a cup. <laughs> buy a cup. Maybe with a cup with a spike on it that I can like, <laughs> oh. with a button. So when he comes, poops. It's like the uh, the Bret Hart Bill Goldberg strategy with the the plate for the spear yes. and you protected. I like I like it. I like it. Well, hey, so speaking of that, you, you know, Kojima being former MLW champion, first MLW champion, trying to be the the first person to ever be a two time MLW champion as well. Um, the lineage of that title. What's it mean for you to be that champion for Major League Wrestling, Alex? Because, like, even especially in in recent years, I mean, we had like an 800 day plus reign from from Fatu. We had like a 600 day plus reign from Hammerstone. So, you know, when you get that title, people have high expectations, and we've seen a lot of long term champions. So, what's it like being the champion of MLW? Uh, it's pretty dope, man. Um, I I think I said when I won the belt, like. I was an usher in a new era of MLW, a new generation of MLW. And I feel like um, just kind of the landscape of the company has changed um, for the better, for the better, definitely for the better. It wasn't bad before, but it's different now. Um, and I really, really enjoy it. Um, and then, you know, just being a champion and, you know, um, being able to provide that representation for people that look like me. Um, and then also for, you know, the, the people that, are also in the LGBTQ community because I'm also uh, part of that community. Um, it's really, really dope um, being able to have, you know, all of the some of the local black wrestlers from uh, from the surrounding areas right now. Really right. I mean, right now, really Philly and New York. But hopefully when we do get on the road, you know, more of people like that, um, 
that's all that's really been dope. I think that's really added to like, you know, the presentation of being a world champion, you know, the Bumai Fight Club. Like it feels like an it feels like a real, like a real fight club. Um and you know, um it's become a movement. Um, I mean, I I mean I remember when I first said Bumai Fight Club's movement, like I was kind of just saying it, uh, because it, like it's it felt cool to me, it felt right to me, but like you know, over time, uh, leading up to the title reign and, and like every with every title defense, every segment, like all of those things, I feel like it's become more and more and more of a movement. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. Jeremy, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to ask about WTF as they are targeting you as they keep they actually tried to recruit you at, on MLW Reload and you tore yeah. the contract up. Yeah. They can't beat you. So now they want you to join them, uh, you know. Who are you looking out for in WTF now? You, you're taking them all out, but there are there's this guy named Josh Bishop out yeah, there. Yeah, Josh Bishop, Josh, that boy is strong. He's strong. He ain't very experienced, but he's strong. Uh, so he got that. He got stuck. He, he has that going for him. Um, he's definitely he could be a credible threat. Um, you know, here in the future, we'll see. Um, but uh, you know. Um, he gonna fall just like the rest of them that, that that keep coming in. Whoever they bring in, I'm knocking them off. Like I'm like a sniper out here. Bink, bink, bink. Headshots yes. all day. Yeah, there's there's plenty of challenges for you too over there in MLW. Great roster you got over there. And I just wanted to kind of follow up with the Bumai Fight Club a little bit because, um, with it being such a movement, I guess can you dive any more into just like kind of like in your own head kind of like as as the rise was happening because it was a very organic thing that happened like I, i've been mm -hmm. aware of you from the indies for a long time i've actually seen you live at shows in atlanta like battle slam and stuff i've, I've so i've, I've uh, in action wrestling so um i've been a fan for quite a while but it feels like the mlw um like the whole movement with boom ia like it was it was super organic and just how was that Whole rise for you like because it, it only it didn't just happen for you in mlw it happened on the independent scene like simultaneously um i think it, it's um so i guess two things so emilio sparks had challenged me i think it was like a year or two ago to figure out a character um and it was still it was such a like if I, I guess when he first said it or whatever, because like you, yeah, you can wrestle, but like you need that, like you need that, um, that that intangible thing to you know make you stand out, and like it was, uh, it was very very hard to figure out, um, and you know having you know the Bumai Fight Club and being a Bumai Fight Club captain, I really just tapped into being a captain, um you know, of a fight, of a fight team, of a fight club. Um, and so I feel like though I, I, I would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call myself so much of a character. I call myself more of a persona. Um, Cause like, I mean, I, I draw a lot from, you know, Clubber Lang, uh, Deion Sanders, uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, 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 what's his name? Chad Ochocinco, like guys like that, that are, that there are characters, but they're also personas. They're relatable. Like you wanna, you want you wanna go wild. Like they go wild. Um, so that's kind of what I kind of leaned into. Um, and then you know, just like I also kind of moved away from you know the whole the classic you know baby face heel thing. Like I'm as uh, my late friend would always say, she would always say that I'm 
a great asshole. I'm a, I'm a great asshole. Um, but like it's relatable enough to where it's not like, oh, okay, like, yeah, this guy, he did some cheating stuff or whatever, like that's shitty, but you know, like I still I still think he's cool. Um, so I think that kind of added to the whole uh, you know, the rise of everything. Like, though I, you know, talk a bunch of trash and people normally hate that. Um, just like the charisma just kind of like just shines through and there's not much you can do about that. Um, so with, you know, I think the, like, I think the moment that kind of like capped everything off for the Boomai Fight Club was the cheesesteak slap. I felt like before that, like, I felt like it was like rumbling, but I think once that happened and that kind of took off the way it took off, um, I think that's when we like had them. It's like, okay, this dude's funny. He's a little bit of an asshole, but he's our asshole. Well, and you're a badass in-ring <coughs> in wrestler, which yeah. obviously like ties it all together because then you can back it up in the ring. And you did, a, they did I think MLW and yourself, I think everyone did a great job with like the whole presentation of like your rise and everything. And, and you, you know, taken out, it's kind of step by step. Like you really rose the ranks of MLW on the way up to the championship. Um, and and as as far as the the fight club goes, what do you look for in people that you recruit into the group? Because it's an ever it's an ever growing group. We see a lot of like changing faces and stuff. We've even seen a friend of the show, Muscle Man Malcolm. We've seen him mm-hmm. in your squad before out there. So, um, how do you um how do you find people to to join up with you? Um, I I try to. I mean, like Malcolm was one of those deals where it was like, like he's all like he's always there doing media. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of we've kind of became buddies like through TikTok. Um. So I was just like, this would be a really, really dope opportunity for you if you're able to like film any of this stuff. Um, and it would be a dope opportunity for me because you have more followers than I do. So if people see this, people definitely gonna get there's there's a there's definitely gonna be some track, some um some crossover there. Um yeah. but as far as like for people that are on the fight train, like um I want as much as I can to be like a beacon representation. So if I can get your face on this television screen or whatever, when we're doing, you know, the fight TV stuff or the, or the fusion stuff or the reload stuff or whatever, you know, show they come up with, like, like that, that's cool to me. Like when people, when people that are in the fight train uh, get, you know, when I see them get like tweeted at by people like, oh, snap. Oh, he's in the fight. train Oh, she's in the fight train. So like that, that's cool to me. Um, Cause that gives them a little, a little bit of a rub. Um, So like, as far as like, you know, core people. So you got bougie, you have uh, Thomas and you have O'Shea. Um, like O'Shea I've known for forever. Um, it's funny enough. Uh, we always say me and him or me and O'Shea are so alike. Uh, we're basically the same person. Just I have hair up here, and he has hair on his face. <laughs> uh, uh, he's and, and like I mean, it's true. Like we are, we are very much alike in like styles and stuff like that. Um, so I definitely needed like a. I kind of call him like a mercenary. Um, and then like Bougie is just like he can talk. He's scrappy um, and he's coachable. O'Shea's coachable also. But Bougie's really, really coachable. And Bougie was repping the Bumai Fight Club before he even got the opportunity to be, to, you know, have that tryout match with Thomas. Um, And I really, really respected that. Um, So, like, you know, to be coachable, um, to be hardworking, to be hard-hitting, to be good at what you do, um, and, you know, 
just to have that Bumae vibe. Like, we be out there cutting up and having a good time. You got to be able to follow along with that. You mentioned being a leader, and when we spoke, uh, we spoke before Slaughterhouse, and we talked about being a, le- a locker room leader, and you said you wanted to foster, have a chill environment. So mm-hmm. how, how would you assess how you're doing as a locker room leader? And then there's been some changes in MLW as far as new talent coming in. There's always there's always foreign talent coming in. Minoru Suzuki uh, came in. He's coming back. Matt Riddle is there now. So what is the locker room like? And then how would you assess things as being the locker room leader? Um, things are, things are actually very chill. They're actually very chill. There's no, uh, as, uh, as Ricky Champagne, Ricky Champagne likes to put it, there are no dickheads in the locker room. Um, I, I honestly, I could be a little bit more like, um, assertive um, cause I'm, if, if you, you can't see it on screen, but I am a shy person in real life sometimes. Um, but like if I can, if I can kind of break out of that a little bit or whatever and just like, you know, assume not authority, but like what kind of authority? Um, like I don't want to be a dictator or anything like that. Like I want everybody, I want everybody, it's a it's a it's an even playing field. Um uh, but you know, if I can kind of break out some of that shyness or whatever and like do more uh of those like pre-show talks and stuff like that because most of the time i just be delegating stuff i'll be delegating stuff to ricky or whatever but yo you you do that or whatever i'm gonna go put my boots on or something <laughs> uh but uh yeah i gotta do less delegating and more like okay this is what we're doing i i had a just a kind of a random follow-up about the shyness because i think that's very relatable um i think a lot of us even like myself i'm very shy in like in public Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Public. Like you might not know it because I talk to people here, but it's similar to wrestlers. I know. Um, and for you, and this is very um <clears throat> this is very random that I remember this, but I, I've seen you live, like as I mentioned, at Battle Slam, and one of those shows was in a mall. And mm-hmm. Battle Slam always starts late. Shout out Baron Black. The shows always start late though. <laughs> and I remember like you were just you, you were just like walking around the mall in a singlet for probably hours before the show started. Like, yeah. Like, is that, like, for someone that's shy, like, is that just, like, you're just so used to it that, like, th- that didn't even phase you anymore? Because for me, I'd be like, man, like, none of these people even know me. And I'm just, like, this random guy. People don't even know wrestling is happening here. It's on, like, the mm-hmm. back of this mall. So is that something that just kind of breaks you out of your shell? Like, just wrestling in general, just, you're just a different guy, kind of, like, when you know you got to be, you know, Alex Kane, the suplex assassin? Yes. Uh, it's like a, um, it's like a switch. Like when I put on my gear, it's like a switch. It's like, okay, it's showtime. Like, cause that's the first level of like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm clocked into being Alex Kane. Um, the, the complete transformation comes on when I hear that music, but, um, but yeah, like that's basically what it is. Like once I put, once I put like, like any piece, any part of my gear on, like I'm out of like, you know, me in everyday life and I'm tapped into who Alex Kane is because Alex Kane is basically like everything I've always wanted to be in real life. But like, I just like, I just couldn't be. 
Um, so like now that I have the opportunity to be that, I'm going to be that. That's cool. And you also mentioned your theme music. You always have cool theme songs. All yeah. your theme songs are cool. Like, uh, can you just kind of talk a little bit about that? Like the people that do, do your music and kind of your, your selection. Cause you, you're one of the few guys that even on the indie scene, like with your like custom theme music and stuff, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So when I first started wrestling at the WWA four, um, we would always have like music issues. Like they would actually play something from YouTube and it would always mess up. Um, and the artist that makes, makes made my song, Lacey the Great, he also performed at, um, was it, I think it was, was it, yeah, it was, a, it was the, uh, it was not I won the title or whatever. He performed the song. Um, he, he came up to me and was like, hey, look, um, I can make you a really dope song. Um, so we made the first song. And I was like, I want that like gold standard Shelton Benjamin feel to it or whatever. That song, the the song that he made then has never been heard. It was heard by people at the WA4, but I'd never like used it anywhere. Okay. Um, other than that. Uh and then the second song, the Suplex Assassin song, not the Boomai, but the, but the the one that everybody loved the action so much. Yes. Um, that song, he was like, yo, I was like, can you can we can we kind of redo it or whatever? He was like, yo, let me do this with my own style. He freestyled the whole thing. Um, so that was the song for, for the longest time, um, up until I got signed to MLW. Um, and then when the whole like Bumae Fight Club thing came together, I was like, I was still using that song. And I was just like, I want something that says Bumae because I want to train these people to chant Bumae. Um, so uh, we went to the studio. Um, and I actually got to, you know, sit in with him and the producer and we actually put it all together. Um, and we had, I think we had to do it like once or twice. Um, Cause the first time the intro was too long and then we shortened the intro, but like that was a really, really dope pro- uh, process. Actually on the end of the song, um, like you can hear my voice. Cause I, he's like, I want you to say something on the track. And I was like, but what do I say? <laughs> Um, but I just said like the mission is submission, but like it, that, it was it was a really really dope experience. Um, but everybody still loves the Suplex Assassin song more than this song. Um, it's a great song. It's yeah. very very catchy. Um, both I like them both though. The second one reminds me a bit of like the Gucci Gang song, like Gucci yeah. Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. It's like boomaya, boomaya, boomaya. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I like that. It gets stuck in your head, which I think is kind of the point. Is like yes. boomaya is stuck in your head when you see that song, and people can bounce around to it and stuff. So yeah, I love it. I want to ask about the, the length of some of the, the title matches. You know, the last two have been short, but the match with Fatu, I believe, was the longest MLW yes. world title match in history. And, like, by a pretty wide margin. Yeah. Like, like, the other ones were about tw- a little over 20 minutes everything. This doubled that. Like, what was what was it like just going through that match where oh, most of your matches are, you know, maybe less than 20 minutes? And, again, all the MLW title matches are largely less than 20 minutes. This was nearly 50 minutes. Like, what just what was that match going through that match like? Uh, it was rough. Um, like there's really no there's no real way to prepare for anything like that. Um, because like you can have you have like a bit of your game plan, but like most of the time your game plan is you know, your game plan is I guess like charted out for maybe 20 minutes. That's when you want to get that's trying to get out of there. Um, but you know, to kind of have to, uh, uh, go, you know, past that normal limit. Um, honestly, it was the most fun. It was probably the most fun, uh, 
match I've ever had in a very long time. And it was a, it was a lot of fun for everybody there watching. Like every like a lot of people were saying it was the best match that they've ever seen in that building from MLW. So like um most fun, exciting, you know, all these twists and turns and being out there with the fucking uh athlete monster like Jacob Fatu uh was insane. Um that man is uh, I don't understand how he's so damn strong. I don't, I don't get it. You don't work out. I know he don't work out. I know he don't work out. But I, I, it's that Samoan blood. It ain't no damn joke. You're putting on this man on blast for not working out at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm putting, putting Jacob Fatu on blast. Does nothing? You've never seen him in the gym? I've never seen him in the gym. I mean, I don't think he needs to. I don't think he needs to, honestly. I actually, you know, I don't want him to. I don't want him to because if he does, if he does start doing that, he's gonna be on a whole other level. He's gonna be God. He's already God tier. He's gonna be like, like, uh, like, like Odin tier. It's gonna be fucking insane. Oh, well, you know, from one guy who doesn't go to the gym to a guy who goes to the gym often. Their next big title defense was against Matt Cardona. What was that experience like? Because you were talking about Muscle Man, Muscle Man Malcolm having a lot of followers. Matt Cardona's got millions of followers, so a lot of Matt eyes. Cardona up. actually got me at six thousand followers uh, through his asshole ways on Twitter. Uh, so I, I can, I can, I can shake his hand on that one. Um, but no, bro, that was pro- that like social media wise, that was the most fun that I've ever had on social media going into any match. Um, like just like the back and forth, the amount of messages that I got from people from my here in my home state in Georgia, um, telling me, Oh man, this back and forth that y'all got going is awesome, it's amazing. From you know, other people on, on social media and stuff like that. Um, and that f- whole feud kind of changed my mind on building up these matches. Um, so like when I wrestled. When I was when we were building the match between me and uh, Holiday, like that, I I want I still wanted that back and forth, but he he's lame uh, when it comes to social medias, uh, so I couldn't get that out of him. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm definitely not getting that of Kojima. I know that I know that. <laughs> Kojima, well, if you if you uh, bait him in with some bread talk, he that might. Get him. He I'm might ask for uh, you know what? I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna tell him that bread is garbage. Yeah. Oh, well, what's your what's your favorite type of bread, Alex? Do you have do you have? I mean, I know you said it was garbage, but if you had to choose a favorite bread, oh man, sourdough, sourdough. So maybe you can just spam sourdough. You can just put a bunch yeah. of sourdough over to just at Kojima with I mean, everyone who sees this right now. Just flood Kojima on social media. Just at you know at um. Uh, what's it the sleep uh, uh cozy lariat cozy lariat, yeah. cozy lariat. And, yeah. um and yeah just you know let let it be known that alice kane is a team sourdough so team sourdough cut, yeah. cut probably, some... man because probably like team white bread or something like that <laughs> something, something, something processed cut something some processed Phil, do a video, cut the crust off the bread. You know Kojima <laughs> is like a, a bread purist. He's like, you got to have the crust on there. You can't cut the crust off. So just do that. He'll he'll be really mad that like you you don't respect the crust on the bread. <laughs> That's all you got to. Were you uh? This is kind of kind of um. You mentioned Richard Holiday as well briefly there. Um, as far as um, were like, were you surprised to see him back in MLW? Like, I was, I was surprised to see him back. Um, uh, he's. I mean, I he's also another person that I've wanted to wrestle since I got into MLW. Um, 
So it was dope to see him. Dope to see him back. It was sad to see him make the worst like signing decision in the history of history of the sport. Signing with WTF. Uh, that was that was a terrible decision. If he didn't do that, I probably be I probably would have been a little bit more excited. But the fact that he did that, it's just kind of like. Have you seen their track record? Have you seen it's, their track record? It's Come not on, looking dog. too good. It's not looking too good. Yeah. He used yeah, to hype this man up. I used to say this man could be a GQ model all the time, every time I saw him. And then he and then he he does that. It didn't work out for him, so it's all good. Yeah, every I mean, every time they've tried to come up against you, you've just knocked them all down. So knock them down. It's not to go well. What was it like? I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad Kojima didn't join up with uh with the World Titan Federation. The, the oh man, what do we call them? The World Tanning Bed Federation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it like uh, teaming with with Matt Riddle and having him back in MLW? Yeah, so teaming with Riddle was cool. I'm not. I'm getting better at tag team wrestling because it's a whole different beast from you know singles competition. Um, but like that was. Again, a lot that was some of the most fun I've ever had in a tag team match setting. Like it w- felt very, very Memphis, uh, f- felt very, very like Memphis wrestling. Oh, uh, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, Riddle's legit as, as legit as they come. Um, you know, I'm I can only imagine that at some point he's gonna try to challenge for the belt as long as he don't join WTF. We good, we, we, can, we can duke that out. I'm gonna beat that ass. We can duke that out. <laughs> Jensen, if you wanna if you wanna go fire away with the action wrestling questions, the the floor is yours. Yes, I would love to ask about action wrestling. We're just wait, I'm I'm waiting on Alex's connection to balance out a little bit here. Do you, can you see can you see Alex? Okay, Jeremy, I can hear him perfect again. Yeah, as long as the audio is good, we're fine. He's he's good. Okay, we're 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 better now. Okay, cool. So yes, um, recently you also won another major world championship, the Action Wrestling World Title. Um, the match there, uh, Adam Priest with the champion coming in. Any style, the longtime champion, Adam Priest. It was a three-way match. Adam Priest, Cruel, and yourself. And you took advantage in that situation. Uh, Cruel hit scorched earth on Adam Priest, and you made sure to knock Cruel out of the ring, and you got that pin for yourself. What's it like being the Action Wrestling World Champion? We'll give a shout-out here to Matt Griffin and the crew over there. I like their work a lot over there in, uh, in Tyrone, Georgia. Dude, it's... Um... That when I first started wrestling at Action in like when what was it like 2021? I think 2021, something like that. Yeah, like I like like anytime you come into a company, you're like, I want to be the I want to be the guy. Um but you know, for you know, all these years, all these years later, all this growth and stuff, um uh to actually like achieve it is really awesome. Um one person that uh, was always, you know, pulling for me to, you know, at least to have the opportunity with Shug, Shug D, Shug Dunkerton, um, great friend, great mentor. Um, but like, he was always like in my ear, like, yo, you, but you're going to be the guy. We're going to make sure you're the guy. We're going to, we're going to run the table out here. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's awesome to be, you know, a double world champion. Um, just out here making history and stuff like that. It's fire. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, 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 a cool feeling. Do you have your next, your, well, yes, your first challenger technically, do you, has that lined up for you right now? So I have two challengers, uh, coming up, uh, Thursday, I will wrestle Damian Tangra at Brawl at the Hall two. 
Uh, it's in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and then uh, I'm not even worried. I'm not even stunting him. I'm going to whoop his ass. I've whooped his ass for, for damn near five years at this point. Um, we wrestled a lot. Um, but uh, uh, Friday night at uh, Noon and Nightmare Action Wrestling, um, I think it's like noon in middle school or something like that. It's one of the middle schools out there. Who cares? Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm wrestling uh, Cody Fluffman. Uh, he's a newcomer, um, a very uh, uh, a very charismatic newcomer, which I like because if you ain't got no dagger, if you ain't got no charisma, I'm gonna eat you alive. Um, but yeah, he's very very he's very charismatic. Um, you know, he's uh, very fun to for you know the people to watch. Um, he won a uh, a scramble match uh, to uh, uh, earn the opportunity to go one on one with me, um, and he thinks that he's ready for this spotlight, this main event spotlight. But I'm about to show him real quickly that uh, this ain't for play play. Well, I, I got to touch on one guy you mentioned a second ago, Damian Tangra. So yes. I'm familiar with Suplex Science. I know some of the history there. Um, can you speak any more to him because? I know you're just kind of saying, like, I'm not even worried about him, but he's a guy on the Southeast scene, especially in, like, um, like Cena City Invitational, like, specifically and stuff. Like, he, I feel like in, I remember you guys coming through through sub raps as well out of Nashville and stuff. Like, um, he, I feel like he's really slept on, but he's really, really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, outside of him being a challenger, because once, <laughs> once, once he's, once I'm done whooping his ass or whatever, we can be, we, we can kind of be cool again. Um, nah, but, uh, no, but, uh, for real, like he is extremely talented. He's always been really, really talented. Um, and like, I mean, honestly, when I, cause like, I think I started what I started in 2018, he was there like 2016. So he kind of, he kind of came up in like the theory, uh, Sean Dean, uh, Danny J class. Um, like I thought he was going to make it way before I did, um, you know, I thought he was gonna like rise to you know some kind of prominence. Um, and like like you said, he's really good. I've always thought he's really, really good. Um I think the thing for him is I think he still he's still finding that character. Um, I think once he finds that and then he can match that with the wrestling, he's gonna he's gonna take off. Um, but I think that's I think the you know, there's like the character charisma aspect. I think that's what he's kind of what he's not he's not missing the charisma because I know he's charismatic, but he needs he's still trying to find that way to you know bring that out. And what about sharing the ring with uh, Adam Priest? Who, when you guys had a singles match, uh, you went to a no contest, and then the triple threat—that's when you you win the title. But uh, working with Adam Priest, how's that? Man, Adam. But first of all, um, I think he said he's like twenty-seven. 27, 26, 27. I don't believe it. The man, he, I swear to God, he like 35, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, he's 35. And the entire time, entire time that I've known this man, I'm almost like, dog, you are not this young. I don't know what's going on here, but you are not this young. Um, no, dude, he's so good. He's so fucking good. Um, somebody somewhere needs to give him a damn chance. Um, he's like, he can talk, he can wrestle. Um, and he can fucking like entertain, like he's, he's one of those, it's like the total package. Um, and somebody needs to like pick him up. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Any, any style Adam Priest, shout out to, to him. I, 
one of the best technical in-ring wrestlers I think out there. He, I think he'd fit in anywhere. The other guy, yeah, definitely. The other guy in that match, you know, of course, Cruel, the current IWTV champion. Um, I remember him like as Logan Creed. I remember yeah. being always impressed as like this guy's doing like tope suicidas and stuff. Like, what in the world? Like, this guy's this guy's I, I just feel like that. And I remember him doing some stuff in MLW as Matt Kruger as well. And me feeling like, man, there's like so much more this guy can give. Like, are, do people see this guy? Like, look at this guy. Now I feel like he's starting to really get that recognition as IWTV champion. Um, man, what's it like seeing? I oh, yeah, wish they would have let him be cruel in MLW, man. I feel like that would have been like a game changer. Like Maz Kruger was what Maz Kruger was, but like for what, like what, what Cruel is doing right now is like, man, it is money. I I agree. I agree with so much with that because when he was Maz Kruger in MLW, I would complain about it on the on the weekend or podcast that I do for Fightful Select. I, I'm always covering the injuries, the indies over there, and I I would always say I'd be like. They're making him into this like Frankenstein character where he's like slow moving and methodical. And I, I get that to a degree, but like I've seen him work on the indies. Like I know this guy can like really go and he's huge. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. He's another one of those guys where like when the right people see him, I feel like just he's just going to be so massive one day in wrestling. And I feel like we're going to be, all of us are going to be sitting here. They're going to be pointing and saying, we've been saying this for years. I don't know how anyone didn't see this before. So um, so, yeah. like somebody like uh, we we were we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago, but it's like someone just needs to sign him and just let him just come in and fuck shit up. That's it. Fuck yeah. shit up. That's all. It's just come in and fuck shit up. Maybe one day build to a match with some other like behemoth of a man or um or woman or woman. It don't fucking matter. I know he'll whoop anybody's ass. Um but you that that's that's what it needs to be. Like I was thinking the other day, I was like, if he popped up on like ROH or some shit like that, or or, or AEW or you know, even WWE, and it was just like and they let him have the music that he has, and you just hear that shit go off in the fucking fucking arena, and then he appears. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Printing money. money. Money, I agree. Well, and speaking of action, I also wanted to mention the guy, you know, kind of the guy behind the scenes, uh, Matt Griffin. What's it like doing all this work with Matt? Uh, Matt, uh, I mean, even though uh, he 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 didn't want me to, you know, get get to this stage because I'm with the good hand, right? Of course. Whole stuff, um, you know, outside of his whole behavior, uh, Matt has been, uh, you know, Matt's been actually one of my uh, best mentors. Um, he uh, he. he uh, like I guess like in personal life, he kind of keeps my head on straight sometimes. Because sometimes I'll be wanting to go off on people, I'll be wanting to rip people's heads off, but he'd be like, "Nah, you, you, maybe, maybe, show, maybe don't, maybe don't do that, maybe don't say that, maybe don't tweet that, maybe don't set that on Facebook, you know, uh, stuff like that." Because I'll be, I can be a hothead sometimes. Um, nah, man, he's, he's so. Um, he likes he really likes like talent that's like coachable and that you know you know will listen um cuz like he does like the action next up so he does uh, a show uh before the show itself for all the people that come and help set up you know the ring and stuff um and like there's been like a few like A4 kids but there's also been like Cody Fluffman was one of those guys that you know shined on there um and like he doesn't have to do that like but like he does, and like it's a good way for him to, you know, scout talent, um, and, you know, give people opportunities. 
Um, and I, that's really, really commendable because most bookers are just going to be like, I mean, send your stuff in, show up to help out, but like, there's no opportunity there. Uh, so the fact that, you know, like, yeah, you're coming to help set up the ring, but there's also something, you know, here for you. Um, and then at, once I give you this opportunity, you just got to seize it or whatever. You got to, you know, show me why you belong on the show. Um, he's a really, really dope human being. I love hearing that. And and it seems like that that seems to be like a theme kind of in a lot of these Southeast kind of like brother and sister promotions, as far as like you hear about that in action, but you would also hear about that at, at SCI with like Scott Hensley and those guys like Dylan Hales or like over in sub graphs when it was like Kevin Koo and those guys. And it was just always seemed like a lot of the people that were getting on the shows were people that were just showing up and like willing to help. And then the next thing you know, it's like, we got a battle Royal. There's going to be 20 people in it. You want to jump in? And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Then, like, the next thing you know, I remember Joshua Bishop. We mentioned him just a moment ago. Joshua Bishop got on his first up show because it was a Halloween uh, battle royal. He showed up with, like, some of the AIW guys showed up. They said, hey, we need somebody. He, he painted whiskers on his face, wrote the word slutty cat on his chest, and went out there as a slutty cat. Next thing you know, he's getting booked over and over and over again. And look where he's at now. And it's just like he just needed an opportunity to get in front of people. Um, speaking of someone else who needs to get in front of people, you mentioned the good hand. Yeah. Kevin Ryan might be the most slept on guy like out there. I just honestly I've been telling Kevin all the time, bro. I just need you to get like some just a little jack. Not not yeah, fully okay. jack, not crazy, just a little jack. I feel like I feel like I feel like that's I mean he could we could do some promo work with him or whatever, but like if he could just get a little jack or whatever, I feel like he would just take the <laughs> fuck off. Like I mean there was there was a period in time before you know, I really started, you know, wrestling on shows where he was literally everywhere, all over Georgia, yeah, doing everything. Like the shit was insane. Um, but no, he's so fucking talented. He's so brave. Also, a little brain dead, a little, a little stupid sometimes with some of the stuff that you're doing. I be, I be looking at him, especially when when the match guy be like, "Dog, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you, huh? What? No, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. But um, no, nah, man, he's super, super talented." Um, you know, I think once he like finally like gets everything together, because I think he's only like 24. Yeah. Um, so he has nothing but time. Um, I think once he puts everything together, he'll definitely be on somebody's uh television show. You guys got a lot of good talent there in the good with the good hand. Like that, that group, I think, helped out a lot of you guys. Um, and it it, it worked really, really well. And I know um I, I want to get your thoughts on these guys too, because they're um, also, like I guess you call them friends of the show. Um, actually, the the person who's probably been on this show the most as a guest is is John Mosley, aka Mose. When he is Mose, is the fucking goat dog. Like he is so fucking good on commentary. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, he's definitely he's, him and Dylan Hales are definitely yes. two of the people that like like I love when they call my matches. Um, I'm all, I'll always go to them afterward and be like, yo, what'd you think? You know, any like, any like pointers, anything I could do better and stuff like that. Like he's so knowledgeable. And then he's just such a, just an overall good dude. Like, I think, I, I think when I first, when I first would like see him, like and before I met him, I'd see him on social media or I see him on the shows. Like I was a little, like, I was not, I won't say scared, but like a little, for some reason, for some reason, I'm a little intimidated for some reason. For some reason, well, a little well it's probably because of who he rolls with. It's like Brett Ison and yeah. like the psychopath with KOBK. So it's like you, it's like, well, I mean, they're, you're riding the streets with Hardway Heater and Sean Campbell and these guys and Brett Ison. Like, 
you know, I'd, I'd be a little bit, I'd be a little bit skeptical too, but, but Moses is, is such a, is such a good dude. As I mentioned, he's probably been on our show like six times uh, throughout the, the last couple of years we've been doing it. And um, I love seeing his progression as a commentator. He's all over the place now. And you mentioned Dylan Hales, you know, the other commentator, of course, at Ashton, but can you speak to him um, not only as a commentator, but as like a behind the scenes guy too? Man. Um, so I got, I got discovered at this, uh, this, uh, promotion called Pro South in Alabama by Scott Hensley. This all ties in. So Scott Hensley sees me um, and he puts me on, he gives me the opportunity to be in the uh, future showcase uh, for SCI because it was coming off of COVID. They didn't want to do a tournament, uh, like a full SCI, SCI invitational tournament. They did the future showcase. And this was the um, one in Chattanooga, TW. Chattanooga, right? yeah. yeah. I wrestled no, uh, Nolan Edwards and uh, uh, what is the other kid's name? Can't remember it right now. Um, I'll look it up. I, re- I remember that, that yeah. show. Yeah, for sure. Um, triple threat match. Um, and was, I think it's maybe the first time that Dylan had seen me. Um, and it was it, uh, that triple threat match was actually his favorite triple threat match of the night. Because, like, I think they gave us like 12 minutes and we ended up doing like six or seven. Like, it, it, was, it was fast paced, but it was still very well paced it was just very, like very very high energy um and he he i guess he got on the cane train at that point because he was like uh, i remember he he put a tweet out saying like uh if alex kane alex kane could be that next guy up if he wants it um and like once he kind of said that or whatever like you know things things started to really pick up pick up for me, you know, that led to, you know, working with Paradigm, doing the Dan, uh, Dan Severance seminar, uh, you know, getting an opportunity from being a standout of that seminar. And like from that, from that point on, it just kind of took off for me. The the other person that's in that triple threat with you and Nolan was uh, Jack Griffin, who I haven't seen Jack in Griffin. a while. So I have not seen him in a long, I, I, I saw he was doing like some deathmatch stuff. Um, but other than that, um, he was with the IWA. He, no, 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 he's uh, he's I think he stopped wrestling. He started doing like uh, he started catching like uh, child predators and shit like that. Yeah, so Wait, he, oh, he started like going in like like. Like Chris Hansen down. Chris Hansen okay. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was like, wait a second. Well, what? Okay. No. So okay. That's well, so he's like out there being like a vigilante. That's cool. Yeah. No. That'd be wild. No. But that's that's the that's the last thing I heard of. Okay. Gotcha. Well, no. I I um I'm a big fan of everything going on in that in that whole TWE scene too. Like out of that building, they're they're doing like the TWE shows. They're doing SCI shows. They're doing mm-hmm. um ICW NHB shows out of there now too. Um, can you speak at all to Jade Newman? Because yeah, he's like the kind of the man there, and like I feel like he's been on the brink of breaking out for a while now. I love Jaden so much. Um, I wish he'd answer more of my uh, more of my messages. Uh, but you know, no. Other than that, uh, Jaden's so good. He's been good. He's been so good for such a long time. And again, he's also another one that's been wrestling for a long time, but he's still pretty young. I think he's like twenty four, twenty five, something, something like that. that. He started wrestling at like fifteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like he's been around for a long time or whatever, and he's really starting to come into his own. Um, amazing fucking technical wrestler, like, like definitely, definitely a slept on technical wrestler. Um, and uh, he's he's a good promo too. He's another one of those guys that's 
that hat that checks all the boxes or whatever. He like he's getting he's getting more more jacked and stuff like that. He checks all these boxes. Just somebody the the right person needs to see him at the right time. Like what the the kind of look and presentation that he's got got going on now. I really dig it. Jeremy, I'll let you get some questions in. I know. I'm- oh, we we gotta we gotta wrap here soon. But I, I have to sure. ask about this uh, this other group that you're a part of, Apollo Fifty Six. Oh Aaron yeah. Star, Calvin Tankman, Lance Archer, and Davy Boy Smith Jr. What's it like leading them in New Japan? <laughs> it's 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 been a trip. It's been a definite trip. Um, it's been so long since we've all been together. Um, but uh, you know we are we're just a dominant force. <laughs> I mean, you beat AJ Styles in the yeah, Bullet Club AJ, reunion match. AJ Styles before I even started wrestling. That's crazy. <laughs> Jensen, if you if you are not not picking up on this, someone edited Alex's uh, Wikipedia page, and this was an entry in his Wikipedia. Oh page. my, yeah, I was very lost. I was like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" Yeah, so I, so I, so I went, I went on my Wikipedia page, and I see this. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Did this? I screenshot it, and then I delete it because I'm just like, you know, in hindsight, I should have just left it, but I deleted it because I'm like, this isn't true. This isn't true. None of none of this happened. But I screenshotted it or whatever, and my wife. I was like, I asked my wife, should I post this? She's like, no, you shouldn't. Whatever, people are gonna think that you did it yourself. I'm like, no. What? Why? No, no one would think that, especially the way it was written. No offense to this person. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, so that was that was that was fun. That was fun to post. So we have no idea who did that. Someone just went on your your Wikipedia and just decided to to make up this 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 lore. Yeah, I need. I need. You know, if you, people people watching this, go make up some more lore. <laughs> nothing stupid, nothing crazy, but like do some more funny stuff. I was I, I, like Cole Radwick with like a box of wine next to him, like because <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm calling out Cole Radwick because he actually watches our show, so Cole might actually see me say that about him. But um, yeah, what about what you got any, any anything you want to say about some of these newer guys that are popping up in MLW like uh. Like I, I, for instance, on this last, uh, this last, not on reload, but on, um, geez, I'm getting them all mixed Kings up. Coliseum. He's a Coliseum on the opener. They had the six person match yeah, with like uh, a lot of the GCW talent. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like seeing, I mean, cause right there you, I see like the buzz that someone like, you know, you like wasted youth. You got like Marcus Mathers and Dylan McKay and you got, mm-hmm. um, of course, Alec Price all coming in kind of together. Do you see that immediately as like, we got three new like players here. Like I think like if, if it pushed right to someone like Alec Price with his history already with the IWTV title and everything, I feel like he can become a major player in MLW like immediately. Yeah, I think I really to see how quickly all of them got onto uh what do we call them now? PLEs. Um yeah. see, see how quickly like they all of them kind of you know rose up, you know, and rose up to being on that PLE, like. It it took hell. It took me, it took me a minute to you know to to you know get to being on like a show like a big show. So for them to be there that quickly says something. Um, I mean, I've I've watched a lot of their work uh, throughout the independence. Uh, I'm a big fan of Griffin McCoy. Yeah. Him and Top Guy Time, even though he <laughs> thinks that he gonna put me on Top Guy Time. Uh, that's a whole other thing. I'm gonna whoop that ass when when time comes. Um. 
But no, man, definitely any one of them could be major players. They, they're all, I think pretty much all of them are in some kind of, you know, story within the show. So like um, if they've gotten there that quickly, that means that, you know, uh, the office has something in store. The league has something in store for them. Yeah, be, it, they're going to be major players. And I, I can see a lot going on with Griffin McClure right now, especially in JCW. They've been building him and uh, Jordan Oliver for the JCW title for like the last year now with their history with Young, Dumb, and Broke and stuff. And like, I think Griffin is right there ready to break out. I mentioned Cole Radrick. Got anything you'd like to say about Cole? I fucking love Cole Radrick. Um, I had a really dope match with him at SUP. Um, and in that match, I learned a whole, whole lot about myself. Um, he is... I always say that he's a, that he's a superstar. He's just like I'm just a guy, and I'm just like no, no, dog, you're you're a fucking star. Um, he's so fucking good. He's so charismatic. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he re- he's really out here living a dream with GCW. You know, he's been to all these different countries and stuff like that. Um, he he's fucking on it. He's fucking on it. I want to wrestle him again. It, would you want to do like work with GCW? Yeah, hell, I mean, yeah. Uh, whenever I'm done here with MLW, um, uh, yeah, definitely. Alex, um, we ask everybody this. I don't know if you're actually in your room or if you're at the MLW offices. Uh, but but the coolest thing in your room, if you have something nearby, I have these Power Ranger helmets over here. Let's they're not, go. They're not the yeah. real ones. They're the ones from like Amazon. But like I got, I bought them. Uh, one of them I bought when uh, when me and Damian Tanger were a tag team and we came out with the Power Ranger helmets for yes. Suplex Science. Um, and then the other one I bought because I was going to wear it for a match, but then Damian came up with the fucking uh, Star-Lord Star mask. And I was like, you know what? This is really high quality. This is not – I'm not going to do that to myself. <laughs> Well, I know the I know the the helmets you're talking about. They're badass helmets. Don't don't sell yourself short. I've 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 almost made those purchases many times. I have like a mini version of that in my. I got a little Power Rangers uh, collection uh, mm-hmm. myself in here, so I very much respect that. And I remember the Power Rangers entrances and stuff. Damien kind of made that a thing for a while there. Where he was like, yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan. Did you, did you ever see Wrestle Ranger out on the Indies? Mm. There's there's a guy who dresses up like the Green Ranger and the White Ranger and goes out there and, and but I, I haven't seen him in a while but if, if people ever want to check it out if you're a Power Rangers fan there's a dude out in the Indies called Wrestle Ranger and he he's Wrestle out Ranger. there out there living it, it. yeah check it out anyway that's 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 I, I can't go anywhere from there Jeremy I don't know if you have any follow ups but uh no Alex we we appreciate you joining us uh, here tonight let everybody know where they can find you at uh you can find me on TikTok at Alex underscore Kane eleven uh, Twitter because I'm funny same handle um instagram i'm also funny you know actually i've been doing like a lot of promotion stuff and i'll put like soldier boy tracks to the promotion stuff so that's always fun uh youtube alex kane um and then you know buy my merchandise mlwshop.com brainbustertees.com uh for you wear.com you know all of those places go get you some alex kane merchandise watch super fight for i believe me satoshi kojima i'm about to whoop that ass, I'm about to make that carbohydrate hoe uh, tap out, or maybe gonna pass on. I don't really know. We are gonna see what happens, but uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. That's on Boomaye. It is MLW Super Fight. It is February third. It's available on Triller TV, presented by Fight. That is the official name of it, I believe. Uh, Twenty three hundred Arena um, in Philadelphia. Everyone can head over to MLW.com, check out, learn more. Main event: MLW World Heavyweight Title. Alex Kane 
taking on Satoshi Kojima. Alex, thank you again so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Guys, we'll be right back here on the spot. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.